0: holy wow before we get into anything at all i just have to say thank you to everybody who sent me holiday tracks for last week's episode blown away so many good tracks um yeah thank you for taking the time to send them in and if you haven't listened go back and check them out um and there's a link in the show description to everybody's music who sent stuff in and uh, yeah just so grateful i listened to it like three times on christmas day uh yeah, amazing music. Thank you. Also, thank you to Patchworks for their continued support of Podular Modcast. Please visit them at patchworks.com, p a t c h w e r k s.com. I just um, I just picked up a uh, a clock divider and some mod bang cable, some of the new blue ones that glow in the dark from Patchworks. Quick and fast delivery, no issues. Of course not. Why would there be issues? Patrick's is the best. P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and this week we have our Benny on the show, or Austin, as I like to call him, because that's his name. Um... Austin and I are good buddies. We just recently took a trip down to Colorado to play with the Colorado Modular Synth Society for their uh, Spacefall event. The, uh, the entire show is now on YouTube. Uh, it's broken up into three pieces. And the last piece is Austin and I's performance from that. So if you would like to check that out, uh, link in the show description. I wanted to have Austin back on, not only to talk about um, his recent trip up to Seattle and our trip to Colorado, but also to talk about the big changes that he has made in his life recently. And um, he's been sharing that publicly on on Instagram and whatnot, and it's been pretty inspiring and um, just very happy for him. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're gonna find out shortly because we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna get into the show shortly i'm going to keep this brief but there's just a few things i want to tell you about one i just got sent this really cool little desktop semi-modular mono synth that is wild and super fun and very playable and can be powered off of a small usb battery which you know i'm really excited about that Um, made by a really cool european company and i believe they're going to be fully announcing this uh, little mono synth next week so how's that for a little tease we're gonna have them on the show uh early 2022 so that's something to look forward to um another thing i want to tease is we're going to announce a new module over at after later audio and um i am 100 positive that everybody listening to this would like to have it in their uh in their case so that's pretty fun um We also just released the sample and hold, uh, track and hold 2HP module over there at AfterLater Audio. So if you want to check that out, head over to AfterLaterAudio.com. And then as for me, I I got a hydrophone for Christmas. so I'm really excited about that. I'm going to go do some underwater recording of what. I don't know yet, but I'm going to figure it out. I also got the Loam Geophone, which is uh, like a seismic microphone. So I'm going to go try and record some really weird low frequency stuff with that as well. So I think twenty twenty two is gonna be the year of field recording for me. I don't know. Uh what did you what did y'all get? Send me a message. Tell me about the cool gear that you got. That sounds like fun. I wanna hear. And the last thing that I will mention here at the top of the show is uh just I wanna say thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. That means a lot. Um I know it's a hard time right now for a lot of people so uh for all of you out there who are continuing Continuing to help keep the show an actual thing. I really appreciate it. This show could not exist without the Patreon, at least not in its current capacity. I could not do it the way that I do it now. I'd have to do like a once-a-month thing or who knows what would happen. I don't even want to think about it. Um so yeah, if you want to help keep the show going um or help even to grow the show, I do want to get these shows, uh these episodes. Um I want video versions and I want to get that on YouTube. I need some gear for that, and I'm gonna pay for that gear via the patreon so yeah if you want to help grow the show head over to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast again really appreciate the support over there anybody who wants to help out uh it would just be so greatly appreciated all right that's enough of my blathering let's get into this chat with austin aka R Benny. <sighs> where do we start austin where do we start where we um, end? Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully never, um, yes. or in a, like a triumph. I guess that would be kind of fun. Like, if you had to th- create, like, think of the most interesting way. Like, if you and I were, let's just say, you and I were going to die together, right? Yeah. You write that scenario. How does that happen? This is a weird beginning to a podcast.
1: <laughs> well, we're probably out on the old dusty trail. <laughs> okay. And it's snowing and we're caught in an avalanche oh boy but luckily we bought bought our uh inflatable dinosaur uh onesies <laughs> that saved us and we actually died because we were listening to music too loud and it caused the second avalanche <laughs> I have so
0: many questions, but the only one that I need to ask, I think is what's an inflatable dinosaur
1: onesie. Well, I just invented it in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's basically like a pool floaty, but you can wear it.
0: Okay. Oh, I like that. Uh huh.
1: But like on the inside, it's got like flannel instead of like plastic. So it's comfortable to wear.
0: Okay. I think we might want to edit this part out and contact a patent office. Yeah, and, let's contact yeah.
1: Mike Patton about this. <laughs> I'm in Redfern um, right now, by the way. So. Oh, that's perfect.
0: <laughs> I was trying to think of like a, a faith no more slash lawyer joke, and it just didn't land. But pretend I did and that it was funny.
1: They can't all be uh, epic. Right. Oh!
0: You really missed your that one. Oh, damn, dude. You just like... I'm those the were of the Opera. <laughs> You've already said Epic and Mr. Bungle, so I don't have any more. That's all the knowledge I have on Mike Patton. Um,
1: You're not a big uh, Tomahawk fan? (laughs) No. It's funny. I have a couple of friends that are like,
0: that have tried. So I have actually three friends, but they're all like 10 or 12 years older than me. And Uh, they're always trying to get me into Mr. Bungle. And I've tried not super hard, but. What I heard, I was like, there's, I just don't see me crossing this threshold, you know? I, yeah, I, I feel, yeah. admire it. It's a little too sl- slappy bass funk metal, which yeah. I think is maybe just the first album or something. I don't know.
1: No, I, I think you're spot on with that. Like, um, I kind of feel the same way. I, yeah. There's one song I like called None of Them Knew They Were Robots. And <laughs> I like that song. And it reminds me of Futurama or something, but... Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 I uh, I think maybe... I don't know. Maybe it's a generational gap. Maybe we missed that boat. But now I'm at, we're going to get a bunch of DMs and emails being... Somebody saying, you know, this is their whole uh, plan of how, like, going to walk us through getting into...
1: you know, Start yeah. with this song. Uh, I do like uh, the label that he runs. Epicac? Epicac? I think that's how you say it. Oh really? The, do you know what epicac is? It's like the ink, right?
0: I it's it's some sort of it's a drink of some sort that makes oh. you puke. Oh. So like if you like, you keep it with like emergency stuff, and if you like if your kid drinks Clorox or something, you make them drink epicac or something like that. Or you I don't put know what on it is. Any,
1: or you could just put on any album on, from Epicac Records. <laughs> same same effect. <laughs> I wonder if he
0: was like poking fun at Epitaph.
1: Oh, that's a yeah, that's a good question.
0: Wonder if him I and know. Mr. Brett, man, we're getting real inside. Like, I know, and we're totally
1: screwing b- our chances of ever putting out a release with either of these labels. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I don't think I don't think Epitaph would have us. Who knows? I guess they kind of like follow what's cool. I mean, if yeah. if if like they punk out, like, and like, synth
1: stuff, yeah epic hack definitely gets in that like experimental territory i I can see that too much off the top of my head but i i feel like they've worked with like tim hecker or somebody like that
0: ah yeah i just listened to rave death is it 1972 yes yeah i just listened to that 12 (laughs) (laughs) that's an inside joke (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) before we started recording Um, um where what if what the fuck are we talking about um yeah just avalanches and avalanches
0: onesies. Well I just I I just watched the part 1 from the show that we played together in Colorado. Did you see that they uploaded that?
2: I
1: actually did not know actually.
0: Yeah it's very fresh. Uh Colorado Modular Synth Society just put up um David uh Soto aka Sign Mountains performance and Alex ALX106. Everybody knows Alex Nasty Nachos. Um WMD. Yeah. WMD. Yeah. Very, uh, it's cool to kind of relive that. And I guess ours is coming out a little bit before Christmas. Um, Oh, cool. So I think, I think they're lumping two, two and two. So I think you and I will be the
1: last, Um, a good way to ruin everyone's holiday.
2: Right. (laughs) Lump
1: of audio call. (laughs) Uh,
0: well that show, like that whole kind that week before and everything was one of the reasons I wanted to, uh, have you on again. Um, there's a few reasons, but yeah, it was cool. We got to hang out. I think I I know I m- mentioned it on the show, but we got to hang out when you came to Seattle and then, um, and then we got to hang out the next weekend in Colorado. It was super fun. Um, yeah. Seattle. Tell us about Seattle. your trip to Seattle.
1: Yeah, man. Seattle. Um, yeah. I guess it ended up being this like little mini tour for me. Like mm-hmm. just consisting of two shows, so yeah, Seattle was the uh, the first show, um, and yeah, put on by Basement State, mm-hmm. which I'm sure listeners of your show would be familiar with. Um, Basement State out of Seattle, putting on shows. If you're and not, streaming. yeah, if you're not familiarize yourself, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it was such a um, really cool show um, at this place at this like chapel. Um, it's just like a beautiful spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you want me to talk about?
0: You could just, <laughs> yeah, I, whatever. I was well, wanted you to wax poetic about your, it was a mini tour, but I feel like this, this, the trip to Seattle was a mini vacation and you yeah. did a lot of exploring and, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was like a really cool. I mean, I know cool is probably like a, terrible word to describe it but yeah it was a very interesting trip because it was also like the first time i traveled since covid hit essentially oh right so um the whole idea behind it was i was going to take a trip around that around this time around that time no matter what so i had planned this trip to iceland um in october and um because of things it fell through my trip fell through and the guys from basement state hit me up and were like hey do you want to come play the show it's like at this beautiful chapel and it's like yeah um i don't know but anyway (laughs) uh totally lost my train of thought i'm sorry um yeah we planned the show out a few months in advance and we were just kept watching like the COVID numbers and what kind of restrictions were going on at the time. And we weren't sure if it was going to really happen or not. And thankfully it did happen. And my original plan was I was going to fly from Seattle to go to Iceland from, um, because there's no current flights from the Bay area, like direct flights to Iceland. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that's a good jumping off point to go do that. Um, but yeah, the trip I had to cancel my trip to Iceland cause I ended up having to move. Um, mm. and that pretty much like wiped out any funds that I had saved up for a cool trip like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I decided, Oh, okay, well I'll just s- stick around the Washington area for a week or so. And I've always wanted to go to the North Cascades and I've never gone to Rainier and I've never gone to any of the other cool spots up there. Um, mm. Yeah, so, yeah, the show was on the, the first night that I got there, and, yeah, such a beautiful venue, uh, tons of, of reverbs, I, I was joking that I didn't need to bring my, all my <laughs> reverb stuff with me, because, yeah, it just sounded great in the room. Yeah, there are probably and, 40-foot
0: ceilings in there, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Maybe higher, it's, yeah, it's really cool.
1: Um, yeah, I got to try, is it Dick's Burgers? Yep. Yeah, Dix Burgers for the first time, which was incredible. Um, way better than the In-N-Out. Just going to say that here. <laughs> oh, damn. That is a Shots statement. Fired. Wow, um, yeah. California boy, and I thought it was way better than In-N-Out.
0: Yeah. Dix is, they're, it's no joke. They're, they're solid yeah. burgers. The fries are okay, and the shakes are okay, but the burgers are top-notch.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really good show, and then I kind of liked having it on that first night that I got to Washington, and then had like three or four days to kind of explore after that. So I kind mm-hmm. of just took off and uh, I think you and I hung out the day after for a bit. I went to mm-hmm. a barbecue at one of your friend's places. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Had some good homemade pizzas. And I butchered outdoor. a couple of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to, um, I think you're supposed to put on the, what was the the, the... the
0: Salmonia, sal- Salmonia Salmonia sal- semolina semolina <laughs> S- I think yeah is the stuff you're supposed to put on the cutting board yeah. under the dough and I kept forgetting to put that on and you'd try to slide it in once there's the toppings on it it's just stuck there and you yeah, gotta
1: put it in the garbage we're like oh let's make a Pizone. <laughs> <laughs> not a calzone a Pizone. right and yeah <laughs> yeah, that did not work well yeah um, it's all like raw and yeah it was <sighs> but yeah um <laughs> yeah, hit up the North Cascades and explored that area. Went on a couple pretty cool hikes and uh, stayed in Winthrop, I believe. Winthrop. Mm-hmm. it's like this cool little town that's, like, cowboy, like, western-themed. Yeah, yeah. And, like, not in, like, a nefarious way, you know? Like, not right, in, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get, like, shot here. <laughs> uh, not in, like, we're a bunch of... Roll, tr- uh, coal rolling truck drivers, <laughs> uh, like legit, you could like, find some out there. <laughs> yeah. Corral, kitty Corral, uh, Western style. It was really nice. Um, I, I loved it out there and I, I guess it was kind of nearing the end of the season for traveling out, um, in that area. Mm-hmm. Cause I guess in November they start, they ask you to use, carry chains on you and stuff yeah. for the snow. And there was a little bit of snow driving. I like rented a car and was driving around there, but not enough, like it wasn't that bad, and it was all off the road anyway, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you beautiful. hiked
0: up to some fresh snow, didn't you? Like
1: I did yeah, I did, yeah, I went on um this trail called the Maple Pass Trail, and I mean it's probably up there in the top top five top three hikes I've ever done, just stunning views and yeah, yeah, beautiful scenery beautiful landscapes
0: yeah and you're actually because it was kind of the end of the season um you probably lucked out in not seeing a masses of people up there either because where that's one of the more popular areas you were at up there
1: yeah um i yeah i got lucky in that way and plus it was the middle of the week when i went out there too which helped Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, just like reading all trails like the trails i was looking at people were saying came here By 6 a.m. And all the parking spots were gone. Definitely.
0: Yeah. That's a. So Hannah and I went out there and camped at Lake Diablo, that really blue lake that you have to drive past. Um, Yeah. And it was just like and it was during the week. But this was like 2020 summer. So everybody's doing nature stuff. And it was just like, it was crazy how many people were there. It was like, oh, this doesn't feel like we should all be here, but it was outside, but we still didn't know what was going on with COVID and stuff. And everybody had the same idea to get out of the woods, but, um,
1: pre-vaccine world too, probably. Totally.
0: Yep. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's beautiful out there. Um, yeah. And then, Yeah. You got to do some killer <laughs> hikes.
1: So yeah, I guess um I mean I do I do love in the North Cascades, like all the mountain ranges have names that you could only describe were given to them by like as a joke almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't remember at the top top of my head. I know there's like is it Cape Disappointment or something like that?
0: Yeah, Cape Disappointment is a place, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like they're all named stuff like that. It's like I don't know. Yeah, there's Desolation Pass. Endearing. I think yeah.
0: Desolation Pass. Cape Dis- Cape Disappointment is down south on the um on the ocean. Um but yeah, there is some pretty weird names out here stuff like that. And a lot of the native uh names of stuff people if you're not from here and you haven't grown up like saying it, it I can't imagine what it looks like on signs like Puyallup yeah. is spelt super weird and yeah, no one like my all the counties and lakes and stuff. I, it's funny to hear people try to say them, um, and then <laughs> you get to feel feel cool by correcting them.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I just I stick to just saying like Cape Disappointment and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going for the yeah the harder to, to pronounce names.
0: Um, oh shit, yeah. We went on the uh, I took you on the ferry.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the ferry. That I was really. I, cool. I gotta
0: I gotta check out the uh, the the audio footage.
1: Yeah, footage. you were showing me. There was this cool, like, was it like the tunnel where the stairs are? There was like a cool yeah. whistling type of sound. Yeah,
0: it's like a really crazy, cool noise that I've I've tried to record before, but it's really hard to get it without the wind like fucking it up and just.
1: Yeah, it was very windy, very cold. Um, but it was, yeah, it was cool to get to go on the, the ferry, and yeah, Seattle's just a beautiful city too. I mean, yeah, um. It's funny, we were talking about how, like, the Space Needle is, like, if you live there, you kind of take it for granted a little bit, because for me, someone that's been to Seattle only a handful of times, I'm still like, ah, it's the Space Needle. (laughs) And I'm sure it's the same, like, if people are coming to San Francisco for the first time and seeing the Golden Gate Bridge. And to me, I'm just like, oh, I kind of want to avoid the bridge, because there's a toll. Right, (laughs) right. And there's, like, a lot of people on it, I don't know. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I. you actually, uh, I remember um, I was either dropping you off or picking you up from your hotel. And like from like my parking spot was just like a really nice view of the Space Needle. and I, And you brought that up. You're like, do people get like tired of it? But then like hearing you say that made me try to look at it as if I'm not used to it. And I was like, that is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's pretty unique.
1: Yeah. I will say... The coolest, maybe, like, tourist thing I saw was, um, ah, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it's, like, the Twin Peaks Waterfall. Oh, Snoqualmie Falls. Snoqualmie Falls. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that was really cool, like, a really cool touristy thing I did. Um,
0: that's one of the touristy things uh, that I always, like, if if I have somebody visiting from out of state or something, that's that's one of the spots that I try to bring them yeah. it, And that and the ferry is like, um, those, those are like the things I really try to like stress people. Yeah. There's Pike place and yeah, there's the Seattle or the, the space needle. But this is like, I I feel like those are special, but we're more into nature stuff anyways.
1: Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, it was, I did the little hike where you go down to the bottom of the falls. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Um, at that point, I was dead tired because I had done that Maple Pass hike, which was eight something miles. And at that time, I was still kind of rounding into shape, like hiking shape. And I hadn't. Really yeah, done.
0: but you you were getting after it the whole time, though. I remember when I picked you up uh, for that barbecue, you were like, "Yeah, pick me up this time. I'll be done with my run." And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> man, I'm You're... not going for a run this morning." And I haven't been for a run since then. Um. <laughs> But you've yeah. been getting after that and hiking a lot.
1: Yes, and they they kind of tie together too. Because, well, I mean, maybe this. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I I had been I've been a hiker for a long time, and the last couple of years, I really let myself get out of shape, and hikes have become like this difficult thing to do, mm-hmm. and you know, all my favorite hikes are usually ones where you really get out there. Like you're not just a mile or two out there. You're, you know, five, six, seven miles out there where you're really getting away from, you know, the sounds and the the stresses of daily life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So I was really missing that. And, um, yeah, like this whole summer is just all, or this back half of this year, I guess has just been all about focusing on my health and, um, yeah, running was a part of that and just build, building up that stamina to be able to do longer hikes and yeah, getting into running, which I never thought <laughs> I would do. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So,
0: well, that's, I know, I know you've been really, uh, inspiring to a lot of people cause you've had a few, I think when you kind of, you, you made a post a while ago and we hadn't talked for a while, but, um, you made a post kind of like. Really putting it all out there. I'm. You, talk, you talked about like quitting drinking and getting back into shape, and 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 just kind of speaking to the mental health aspect of it. It was a, it was a very eloquent post, and I saw a lot of people really respond very well to it. And I thought that was cool yeah. that you were being open about that and yeah. sharing that with everybody.
1: Yeah. It was. You know. I. It's been a tough couple of years, and it really led to a dark place um, in the first half of this year Uh and you know I I got to a point where I was drinking every single night and you know getting to the point where I was drunk and you know using that and using food as a way to kind of cope with the mental health stuff and to just not put off dealing with life shit you know Uh like instead of dealing with an emotion or something that was happening in the moment i would just drink numb it out don't have to worry about it just separate it from my actual life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and yeah it was i was not in a good place like i was almost weighed 400 pounds and you know walking standing i was just constantly in pain and just eating terrible food and in a terrible place mentally. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I really, I knew I either had to make a change or I was going to end up on a worse path than the one that I was already on. And I've seen it, you know, with people that I've cared about, you know, with Mm -hmm. substance abuse and food issues and mental health issues, you know, I, I I didn't want to just become, I didn't want to end up like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I worked, you know, it took a lot of tries to actually, you know, stick the landing or not even stick the landing, but just get up in the air. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. think there's a landing point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it took a lot of tries and I finally like hit a groove. I was like, okay, I've made it through a week now and you know, week has turned into a month and a month has turned into almost six months now. So
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for momentum. You, you seem to be—I don't know—you like, you seem to be very, very dedicated, and um, I know, like, I've I've started and stopped, you know, health kicks a couple times throughout my life, to varying degrees of success. Um, but I'd like—it seems like my most successful ones were ones where something really just kind of like broke in my head, and it was like, it starts now, and there's no. Yeah. There's no cheating. There's no, there's no, like... There's no turning back. There's, yeah, and it's like you have, and it's just like this very, was there a moment like that? Or like, were there some false starts? You said it kind of took a little while to get up in the air, but was there like a moment where you were just like, okay, right now it starts? Like, how did that happen for you? Because I'm trying to figure out how to jumpstart a health kick for myself right now.
1: (laughs) I guess... You know, it's, it was a lot of small things, you know, like death by a thousand cuts. It's, Mm -hmm. it was the small things like waking up with the hangover every morning and then needing to compensate with, um, a large breakfast and eating a heavy meal for lunch and heavy meal for dinner. And I think just that combined with just seeing where I was at, like, I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. Like I you know, I was not a healthy weight. I was not healthy, and I, in a way, I was kind of like scared. You know, I was like, yeah. And I I think the other thing that helped was to not look at look at it as like a health kick, but rather, like okay, this is a change, like a permanent change, rather than something that's temporary. I was like okay I have to fundamentally change the way my brain works and the way my body works I can't just be like okay I'm, this is just I'm doing this for now until I reach this point then I can then I'll fall back into my old habits
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I think it was kind of that and there wasn't really like an inciting incident it was just I woke up hung over again and I was just like fuck I can't fucking keep doing this Like yeah. I'm gonna end up dead and I'm you know, whether I realize it or not, I was kind of like slowly trying to kill myself <laughs> in some totally, weird, yeah. fucked up way. It's yeah, right, slow, you know?
0: soft suicide they call it. Yeah. Right.
1: Like, yeah. And
0: no, I'm total dude. My thing, food is my thing with that. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I'm I my my weight has fluctuated a lot. You know, my whole life, I was you know a, a quote unquote fat kid all through all through high, yeah. um, junior high and high school. Like I was the, and then I, I lost some weight in my twenties and like people didn't recognize me in my hometown, you know, like that kind of like, I was that chubby and then got, you know, that thin. And now I'm like, it's weird. Cause I'm like, I'm happy. Cause I got off, I got on some <laughs> antidepressants and you know, Hannah and I are doing really well. We've got the house and stuff, but it's weird. So it's like, I'm happy, but I'm also like, I celebrate with food and I grieve with food and yeah. I'm bummed with food. So it's, it's like a
1: hundred percent that it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's using anything as an excuse to gorge or to, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's not a good cycle, especially when you get into the grief or like sadness part of it mm-hmm. because it's feeding, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know we're talking about heavy shit, but I can't help it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to poke fun at the heavy shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's it really creates this vicious vicious cycle that you're using these substances and you're using food to f- try to fix what's wrong with you. But then that just leads to more sadness and more, you know, more troubles. And it just yeah. creates this cycle that it's, it's very hard to break, especially if you have, like if you're like you or me, where you just love food anyway, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Without the psychological part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like feel like good food is amazing.
1: Yeah. I'm um... becoming
0: a foodie and I'm like, Oh shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Even with like, um, even with this like health thing that I've been working on, like I still love food and I will still eat good food. I just, realized okay I don't have to get the heaviest thing every single day like I can yeah. eat salads and I can eat more vegetables and I can eat less of the stuff that I like like I don't have to finish you know the whole dish if I order out yes. or I don't have to make eat everything I made at home all at once I could just have a small portion listen to my body when it's satiated and then have leftovers or I don't know yeah, that's to, my like, biggest eat.
0: thing is the portion control thing. Yeah, like you know, I, it's something that I've ac- I actually started becoming so like it was it's it's weird. It's been this weird, like, not vicious, but like kind of like a nice but sinister cycle of like getting onto the antidepressants helped me so much that I've never felt like that before in my life, and so I was getting to the point where like drinking was, like, fun again, and eating was fun, and it was around the holidays when this was all, like, kicking in. So, I like, I was just kind of really getting after it with – because I also got into, like, stout beers and sour beers at the same time that I was getting happy, and this was all happening in the heaviest food time of the year. And then the next thing I know, like – I see a picture of myself and I'm just like, what, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that, that happened to me. And it's, and it's weird because when you're like, cause I, I've had body image stuff my whole life being a, a you know, a, a fat kid or whatever. Um, but like, there's some, so that part of me kind of like my, I, I, I gained some confidence and, and it's security like- in who I am. But it's made me kind of neglect that it was almost like that shame thing inside of me kept me from getting too big, and then that not having that issue kind of made me like neglect it and now I'm like, oh shit i need to I need to change something and it's shame or spite used to be my driver you know i'll show I'll show them you know thinking about the people who picked on you when you're a kid. you know that kind of thing, and now it's like I don't, I don't, there's, there's nobody that I want to show, I want to show them this, you know? <laughs> like, so yeah. it's like, no, I got to do this just to not
1: die earlier. Yeah. That it's, it's, it becomes <laughs> like that type of motivation, you know, like I, I've, i I've had like a very similar path, I think, cause I was also a big kid and mm-hmm. I always was like the bigger kid in the class and like you, I also lost weight in my twenties and in a way that almost makes you feel invincible in some way. It's like, wow, okay, yeah. I can do anything. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you don't realize it's, oh yeah, you're in your 20s and you have exponential energy. <laughs>
2: and <laughs> and so you can just...
0: drop weight. You can like cut out carbs for three days and like, oh shit, I lost 15 yeah. pounds. I tried that yeah. recently. I'm like, I haven't lost any weight. Like, oh shit, yeah, it's you like, know, like, like it's gained five pounds. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I. I, over the last, because this was six or seven years ago where I I lost a lot of weight. I lost over 100 pounds at the time. And I not only gained all that back, I gained over 100 pounds more than where I was from my previous high. And that was kind of like, and one of the, maybe the, the other like shocking thing to me that, you know, stepping on the scale when I did when I was gonna start this and seeing the weight I was just like what the fuck how how did I let it get to this point point?" and uh-huh. I mean the answer was because I kept numbing myself out like yeah. using the stuff to numb myself out I just didn't give a shit uh-huh. and when all of a sudden you give a shit <laughs> it's a little like heartbreaking and a little like startling it's just like okay let's let's try to fix this and yeah I'm I'm happy you know i've that was in July, so we're we're sitting here recording this in the middle of December, and I've lost over a hundred pounds since then nice, um, so I'm just under my previous highest weight, so it's weird to be like I'm where I was at my heaviest when I was in my twenties, where I had like a ton of body issues back then, and I still do, but back then especially at this weight i was just like wow i felt a lot of the same feelings i was feeling when i was almost 400 pounds a couple mm-hmm. months ago so it's yeah like, okay <laughs> that's yeah, I the feel mo- a lot yeah. better though i, do, I mean For i do sure. feel good yeah. now because i yeah. have been running so like i feel like i'm in shape and i've been eating healthier and i you know i have well yeah
0: i bet yeah you're certainly in better shape like even though you're like just under what your old highest was well whatever you were at as you were getting bigger along like when you're at the point that you're out now weight wise you're certainly healthier now because yeah. you're going down and you've been doing all this stuff so yeah imagine you feel great like
1: i feel okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean, like it's... like do
0: you like i i was starting to notice i was getting winded doing stuff that a person shouldn't get winded doing yeah. and that's I, every time i notice that is when i kind of like we'll start making sure that i'm doing more but like you're, like, to the point where you can go out hiking and stuff. Of course, you probably get out of breath, but, it like, you know, like, are you feeling like you, you can kind of take on a decent hike and not worry about getting too fatigued or anything like that?
1: Yeah, like, a good example would be I just recently went, up, went on a hike with my buddy Dev. Uh, Shout-out to Shipwreck Detective on Instagram. Go follow him. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh, me, him, and Nathan Moody – all mm-hmm. went on this hike in near um, in Mount Tam near San Francisco. A beautiful hike like near these waterfalls. And it's a beautiful hike, but it's also very steep. Not very steep, but steep enough that most people could handle it. But it is like an incline pretty much the whole way on mm-hmm. the hike, whether it's going up or down. And on that hike a couple of years ago, two, two or three years ago, I could not even... Handle it, like I had to give up halfway through the hike, and it took us forever to get back to our car because I kept slowing Dev and Nathan down, and I have you know probably close to a hundred stories like that where I started to slow down my friends that I would go hiking with but i I recently hiked the same thing with Dev again, and yeah we it was like just going on a leisurely walk. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Barely any loss of breath, and I felt really good, and the air was clear, and my nose was clear, and I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think yeah.
0: I know. I think all of those small details about it are are important because it's telling that you're locking it in in your head as this is what I enjoyed about all the, these aspects of taking care of myself i actually enjoyed this thing that i love doing to like this this higher degree than usual and i imagine that's that kind of that that's rewarding so that provides incentive hopefully to keep working on it and you know i feel like that's when i when i started skating again a few years ago like once i could like pump around a bowl without getting winded i just caught the bug and like I was out there constantly until I tweaked my back and I've been too scared to go back out.
1: But roller or ice?
0: Uh skateboarding.
1: Uh skateboarding. Yeah, oh,
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I shred sick gnarly. Wait, no, what other, I sh- oh my god, it's been so long. I shred gnar.
1: Shrednar. Sick gnarly. all those mid twists up there.
0: Yeah. Lean air, lean air, lean air.
1: Stalefish. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> <laughs>
0: Weren we, weren't we Were we doing leaner and fish jokes in Colorado? I feel like I was just oh, doing ten eighty <laughs> jokes.
2: But yeah, I um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't
1: know that's all we... to say, yeah, that this like journey led me to being able to do that type of hike that I did in Washington that I wouldn't have been able to handle, you know, just a couple months prior.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then like not just the physical side of it but um the mental side of it i mean i know that was one of the reasons you started because you know you and i have talked about depression quite a bit and we've even talked about it on this show but just from a, a friend's perspective outsider's perspective you like the last seattle and colorado hangs and even now like i can see a huge difference than when we hung out and velocity. And when we had our first ones, you seem, you just seem more like outgoing and I don't know. Did you go, you go inward when you get depressed, right?
1: Yeah, I do. And I, you know, I'm an anxious person, like anxious, nervous and shy by nature mm-hmm. as well. So that was another thing. Another role that alcohol played was kind of like a social lubricant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it kind of was like a way for me to be in the moment, but not be in the moment, you know, like yeah. I could be there making jokes with friends, but I don't have to feel the anxiety of, you know, being around people and, you know, it doesn't matter whether someone likes me or not. Cause I feel good. Cause I'm drunk. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the, the velocity festival was so fun, but I, you know, I was pretty much drinking like a fish during the whole trip and, you know, I didn't do anything stupid or whatever, but I was definitely like drunk the entire time, and yeah, felt like shit when I got back. And I don't know, I, you know, maybe that should have been the calling point, but it definitely wasn't. <laughs> I had to go through There's, COVID, yeah, to, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> to figure that out and realizing that doing that type of drinking at home alone every night, as opposed to out with friends it becomes a lot darker I think um yeah.
0: yeah especially if it's if it's for you know coping or dealing you know yeah if that's I mean, the reason Or even for just
1: it, yeah. you know trying to stay level too like using it right. as like a leveler mm-hmm. it's really dangerous and I mean that's just getting into the the mental part of it like your body starts to crave it and you feel off yeah. if you don't have that drink at the end of the night,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've always tried to have a, a a rule of no no drinking on work nights, but that's mostly because I've had jobs where I've had to wake up early. Um, now I don't, and I break. I find myself breaking that rule more often, and uh, it's something that I'm like, well, you should go back to that. Like, I usually don't drink during the week, but. I do certainly do it more often than I did now that I have a more loose schedule. Um, you know, this whole work from home thing I think is yeah. It's a, it's a weird double-edged sword, of course. Um, but going We're back to here, the social yeah. thing. Like how how does it so now you're like now that you're not drinking, I mean the last two times we've hung out, we've found ourselves in extremely social situations and you and I even had to do our own like presentations. So you had to get up and do public speaking in front of strangers. And you did all of this without the help of alcohol. Like, have you, do you have like a new mantra or are you just like gritting and bearing it or counseling therapy or, or anything like that?
1: It's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I feel like that trip, the trip to Seattle and the trip to Denver was kind of like, the so the first steps into the water of doing that like i mm-hmm. hadn't really done much like i've i hang out hung out with like smaller groups of friends here and there but i hadn't done like okay i have to be out in public um talking to people that i don't really know and or giving a presentation playing a show it's like a whole different type of thing than hanging out one on one with a friend
2: mm-hmm. that was
1: like the first time i really did that without that, like having a crutch essentially so yeah you definitely... said you said
0: to me that night at Seattle when we were talking about it you're like that's the first time I've ever played while not being drunk
1: yeah uh, like I've been playing shows since I was in my teens like my early teens and besides those like first handful of shows I played you know when I was 14 or 15 I pretty much have been drunk off my ass every show that I've i have played since then, especially mm-hmm. as our Benny and maybe you know people don't want to hear that from me or something but that was how I coped with the anxiety of playing and I you know I hope I didn't do anything you know to ruin any live <laughs> show I ever did and I don't think I did but um, yeah, it was definitely a interesting and new experience for me to do this like in my adult life playing a show sober and I, I i i've come around to like it it was very uncomfortable i have to admit but i i did find myself being more into the music and being more in into the moment as opposed to just trying to separate myself from that and i think that helped the set itself in some way Instead mm-hmm. of just going on autopilot, I was really, you know, okay. I'm focusing on this. I'm here, right here, with you, the people that are listening, and hopefully we could have like this cool experience together. And um, I hope that's how it came through, because you know, it was my first time doing that, and a little, a little nervous.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so. I was. That's that's just so interesting to me, and I'm yeah, I'm like curious. Was the Seattle like? Was the was the Denver one? less scary because you already had the Seattle one under your belt or like, yeah, what was that like going into those two performances?
1: You know, I, it was really interesting. Um, in some odd way, I felt almost a little bit more uncomfortable at the, the show in Denver, not for anyone's fault. It was just my own neuroses, you know, mm-hmm. but I noticed because at the the Seattle show there were since it was at a chapel, there wasn't anyone else drinking, really. Like, pretty much everyone else was on my level at that point. And whereas posting the Denver show, there were there was lots of booze. It was sponsored by a beer company, uh huh, right. <laughs> and that was a new experience for me too, like being around other people that are drinking while being the sober one. And um, I felt almost like more in my head at that show, which. You know, I was just like, okay, I can get through this, though, because I think, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's just I have to, you know, calm my own cravings for wanting to join in and have a beer.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah.
1: And just, you know, be in the moment and just be myself. Let things, you know, let things happen as they happen instead of, you know, falling for old vices or... Mm -hmm. just letting the anxiety take over and shutting down like which is another thing i do is in uncomfortable moments i'll go find a quiet place to sit and not socialize and i really didn't want to do that on that on that trip so i really tried hard to be sociable with everyone and i really yeah i I thought it was a good learning experience i was really happy that and grateful that i got to have those shows and I'm glad that you were there, and I'm glad Soto, such a great person, and yeah, our host um, the aphonic. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, oh, I they were great, yeah.
0: <laughs> Brian. Brian. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were great. Um, yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. But you know, it's funny talking about like the hangover thing. Like, so I was one of those people drinking at that show, and I had I was hungover as hell when I gave that presentation the next day oh god i I, I did not feel very good
1: (laughs) i think we both did not feel good for different reasons
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we were like we we were happy to do it but we were like we didn't want to do it in that moment i think we were like oh Um,
1: i but
2: no like once i was in it it was good yeah yeah i thought
1: you did a oh go ahead i was gonna (laughs) say you did a great job
0: you were very worried about it but i i thought like i know you hate it but you're not bad at it I those... I,
1: I'm not good talking in a public setting. Like, I mean, I'm sure if anyone is still listening to this, they're like, this guy talks a lot. Holy shit. <laughs> but it's easier for me to talk more with, you know when I'm talking to a friend one-on-one. Right. Whereas, you know, this was a situation where i talking to a couple people that I don't know and it's being recorded and I didn't really prepare anything and i was just like wow i'm very nervous right now yeah <laughs> um, but yeah i worked my way through it and kind of just explained yeah my live setup and i think having you you went on before me and taught. we're talking about um the afterload your audio stuff and i thought okay yeah that's that's cool um yeah just seeing you handle it with grace and poise and you were funny
0: Oh, thank you. You're
1: a very personable person. So like, yeah, you made it definitely a very comfortable vibe. Set up the room to be a very comfortable vibe.
0: Good. I'm glad. So, hey, Jimmy G, what did you think of the secret aardvark sauces? I I don't know. Once I tried the uh, drunken jerk Jamaican, it was
2: uh, love at first sight.
0: That's Jimmy G, my dad giving you the what for about uh, what he thought about the secret aardvark sauces. They came over, my mom and dad, to see the new house that Hannah and I live in, and they stayed the night, and for dinner I thought, hey, you know what, why don't I bring out the, the big guns? So I brought out all of the sauces that I have um, and and let Jimmy G go through the whole array. And uh, yeah, he was a, a, obviously a huge fan of the Jamaican Jerk. He also really enjoyed the uh, the habanero sauce. So, uh, yeah, why don't we hear what he has to say about that? So, it just had that habanero
2: flavor without so much heat.
0: I couldn't agree more, Jimmy G. Um, and I'm also really excited to tell you but also excited to find out, because I haven't tried them yet, that there are three new sauces. They've got the Aardvark Reaper, they've got the smoky Chipotle Aardvark, and then they got the Hot Hottentada sauce, which is a scorpion hot sauce. That one sounds really hot, but I know I'm in good hands with Secret Aardvark, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try it. Uh, take it away, Jimmy G. For chefs at any level looking to spice up old favorites or a newcomer in the kitchen, Secret
2: Aardvark sauce and marinades are the perfect partner in crime for that finely crafted moxie you can use time and again. To learn more, go to secretardbark.com.
0: Support for Podular Modcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. My New Year's resolution is to just kind of keep better care of myself physically. I want to start exercising more. I want to start eating better. I mean, this is pretty classic stuff, right? But I also definitely want to keep on top of my grooming game because let's face it, I'm Harry, and uh, I have noticed there's, there's definitely a, uh, a correlation, a strong correlation between me using my Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and uh, just how much time my wife likes to spend with me. Uh, it's not rocket science. I'll tell you that. So if you want to uh, not only keep yourself nice and groomed, including your nose, you got to get yourself a nose hair trimmer. um, If you're anything like me, my friend, Josh used to, uh, he used to say that I was trolling because uh, he said it looked like I had two, uh, troll dolls upside down sticking outside of my nose. So that's, that's, That's my blessing and curse. So thank God to Manscaped for that. So if you have an issue like that, you should head over to manscaped.com. And while you're there, insert promo code PODMOD20. That is PODMOD20 for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with a code PODMOD20. That's right, PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. Like we had a really good conversation when we were both flying out because our gates were like almost right next to each other. Um, but we were talking about our depressions and we're actually, I, our depression is quite different, like the way it manifests and our behavior around it and stuff. And that, that, that whatever that is that I have that can do that public speaking. And that makes me able to do this show is just this crazy. Like I, I learned how to try to make situations as not tense as possible because I was always so uncomfortable with any sort of tension in a room. I just want to make it all. Okay. It's so like I taking I just, a little
1: <laughs> balloon thing and been like, you know? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But as far, so as far as like the, so something I noticed with depression and with actually with drinking alcohol um, and exercise, like obviously Alcohol is a depressant and exercise, you know, makes you create natural serotonin and you get dopamine and adrenaline while you're doing it. I, uh, even when I was in really good shape and running a lot and hiking a lot, like my depression was still really bad. So it's not so much that with me. And I quit drinking for like six months, the first, the first bit of 2020 because of my depression. And like, I almost got more depressed than I'd ever been after a while. Um, so where am I going with this? Oh, how are you feeling with the not drinking and the the exercising and, and, and you know taking taking care of yourself physically? Do you notice a mental like how much is that affecting your mental? You know, day to day.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it's like everything else. It's complicated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you know, that's still yeah something. I think I'm probably just going to have to always be working on, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, but I will say it's a lot more manageable. Not have, not like trying to shelve that away. Like when I deal with it head on, um, dealing with my mental issues head on, I find that I'm able to navigate them a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to letting things fester and kind of grow, into this, like, giant avalanche yeah. of <laughs> shit. Uh-huh, and yeah. And it's like, instead of an avalanche, I can, you know, I can handle a few snowballs of shit, I just can't handle a whole avalanche of shit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So if I <laughs> handle the snowballs as they're, they're thrown at me, then, you know, it helps a little bit. And um, sometimes, you know, you don't have that inflatable dinosaur onesie to protect uh. <laughs> you from your depression, so... <laughs> see this Sorry. is yeah no this, this is great. this is perfect yeah it's perfect full circle <laughs> this is what happens when you listen to too many podcasts um, uh. but anyway no i i think i've been doing okay it's still very early like that's the other thing i have to keep in perspective like it's only been six months since i really started this and you know i've just have been taking it as it comes, and thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't felt too too down and I haven't felt too up, which I think is a good good sign.
2: Um, yeah, that's
0: a good point. Yeah, because you could, like, be like, oh, everything's fine now. I don't have to keep trying or whatever, yeah. you know, like celebrating too early or something like that.
2: No,
1: I feel very even keel, and I think one thing that has helped is, like, I also feel more clear-minded. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I noticed this maybe the first week or so after not having drunken anything, I was just like, wow, I really feel so clear. Like not in the Scientology way, but <laughs> <laughs> like
0: my feet level is low like the cool, or high, the cool whichever is good. <laughs>
1: yeah. The cool, yeah. Hi- the cool. Hippie way. Nature way. <laughs> yeah. My feet levels are off the charts. <laughs> Got to call Tom Cruise up and see if he has any tips. <laughs>
0: Oh well, that's well I think also not to like not to get too like armchair psychologist and too like hallmarky but like you know really it's you know, talking about being present and being mindful of things, like the fact that you decided to make these positive changes for you. Like that's, that's like a victory. And the fact that this hundred pounds, you know, that's in, in six months, that's like, that's giant, you know? And I, I know you don't want to pat yourself too hard on the back. You're not really a pat yourself on the back type of person, but
1: yeah. Mostly know, because I, my arms can't reach that back. <laughs> but they will.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they will, they will. Um, but I, you know, it's like, I think it's okay. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like, putting words in your mind, but like, I think, you know, don't be afraid Stop to it. give yourself, give Stop yourself some words credit where it's due.
1: <laughs> Spock. <laughs> we yeah, It's, uh,
0: it's really cool. And I mean, I'm sure you've had a lot of people like like positively respond to this and hopefully people hearing this that need to hear it right now. This will be something that kicks me. Hopefully it's me. Um, <laughs>
1: I did start going yeah. for
0: walks more re- regularly with the new house, but.
1: That's cool. Yeah, That's really good. I think, you know, anytime you get out in nature, even if it's in the middle of the city, just fresh air that's out of a building. Um, it's really help helpful, I
2: mm-hmm.
0: think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just getting out and experience, experiencing something like outside of your da- daily thing is, is important, yeah. too. And that's, it just sounds so obvious, but. With COVID and, you know, the working from home thing, so many people can relate to this. It's like, sometimes you go out in the afternoon and you're like, oh, this is the first time I've been out of my
1: house in like 48 hours. That's weird. You know? Um, And then you try to talk to the person taking your food order and you realize you also haven't spoken out loud in 48 hours. (laughs) And you just sound like you've never (laughs) spoken before and you embarrass yourself. (laughs) Yeah. This sounds like this might I've been uh, there. be autobiographical. <laughs> yeah. No, I, oh. yeah. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad like this last year, but I, I, I'm really happy I got on this path that I'm on now and I feel, you know, in a good place. And the reason I decided to kind of talk about it publicly and like under my music, like relating it to my music is... You know, I've had people write, saying, like, how much their music has meant to them in times of trouble. And, you know, whether I like it or not, I have some type of platform. And Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, sharing this stuff, maybe it could help someone. I mean, other people sharing their stuff has helped me. So... It's hard not to do it and feel, like, selfish in a way or, like, just trying to pat myself on the back through social media, through, like, you know, trying to gain, uh, what's the word, Uh, easy karma points, you know what I mean? Like, that's not my intention at all. I don't give a fuck about that. I just wanted to be like, okay, real talk here. (laughs) Like, hopefully someone find something positive in that. And, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like how I have felt at my lowest moments. Definitely. And, I and really I, empathize with that. And it, it's, it's hard.
0: It's, I know it's weird talking, like coming from, you know, the talking about the platform thing and being selfish or trying to like make things about you. Like this is something I battle with like every week. Cause I'm, I'm talking to somebody every week and putting it out there, so I'm just like I'm putting Tim. Hey, everybody, listen to Tim. Like there's so there's a part of me that's it's just like, Tim. yeah. <laughs> there's a part of me that's just like, do we need to pump the brakes on this? You know, like it, it feeling very self self conscious about not anything that I say, but the fact that I am still saying, you know, and constantly putting out and and then having this thing where like I felt like I wanted to make mental health. Something that we talked about on this show, that was a huge part of what I wanted to do with this show because I'd heard so so many of the podcasts that kind of got me into the, the format, talked about it a lot, and that helped me so much. So, like, I know it's 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 weird to want to do the thing and then have people respond to you and say, hey, you really helped me out. Like, I've had people write emails to me that I've written to other people. You know what I mean? The yes. same type of... But when I get those emails, I feel kind of strange about it, you know, it feels like not real, like, well, I didn't, I can't really take credit for this. And it's like, no, 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 one's, it's not, that's not what it's about. It's not about you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So that's just like this other weird way of like further making it about, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's it's a weird neurotic. Yeah. But all that is to say that you do have a platform. And especially I know people relate to your music in a very emotional way. So there's definitely a through line there. Like you express yourself very emotionally. People feel it deeply. So I I don't think it's that big of a leap to have you share that kind of thing about yourself. Because you kind of are with your music, just not as surgically or specifically.
1: No. And uh, like my attention is just not to turn trauma into content you know like i hate when that's done and i don't Uh want to be the guy that's making a youtube video that's like this synth cured my depression and then (laughs) it's just like a fucking paid ad for roland or some shit Uh uh-huh right sorry roland no offense (laughs) um but you know i see that shit sometimes and i it bugs me like not in the music world but you know trying to monetize trauma i really don't empathize with that but i empathize with connecting with other people and you know as unfortunate as it is like the best way for us to connect with people right now especially with the last two years is through social media and through technology and it's stuff that you know can be lead to maybe bad connections forming you know like how white supremacists and fuckers like that connect Mm -hmm. But I think it's also good for people like us that, you know, we're dealing with life and we're very aware of all the shit that's going on in our heads that, like, it's good for us to connect, I think, because it makes us feel a little bit less lonely. And it makes me feel a little bit less lonely. Um, you know, when I hear from people saying, like, you know, that it was an inspiration to them to quit drinking or to moderate a little bit more. Um, That makes me feel like, okay, I I feel connected to that person in some way.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And
1: I don't want to, yeah, make it like sick, like I'm trying to like sell my candle line or something. (laughs) (laughs) My Benny candles. When do those drop, by the way? Uh, They're dropping with my bath bomb line next year. (laughs) My album Cape Disappointment yeah <laughs> <laughs> by the way our, i recently uh, got into bath bombs for real and they're legit,
2: they're cool
0: really okay well we we got a, a, a nice bathtub in the new house so. well i wouldn't say nice it's a night our house is built in 1911 but you know it's it's a big bathtub i'll say that
1: well i mean in 1911 they're probably taking baths more than showers so that's probably you know that's true they probably that's know true. what's up
0: yeah that's a good point it's a very good point I thought you were going for another 1917 joke.
1: Yeah. I, I'm all tapped out. I only saw that movie once. So.
0: <laughs> I liked, I, th- I think it was, I mean, I don't, I, I hate to say that I liked a, the war movies because, you know, war movies glorify it and stuff, but I thought it was a fun romp.
1: Yeah, it was pretty, it was a, definitely a romp. Yeah. No, I liked There It was like one shot and that was pretty cool. Cinematography is really cool yeah like, said, like any movie that glorifies war is a little fucking hokey and kind of maybe a little misguided <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, you want to see like, the
0: the war movie of, what's that
1: i was gonna say speaking of turning trauma and tragedy into content oh right but <laughs>
0: yeah um if you want just a very... Anyway,
1: today's episode to <laughs> you by Blue <Bluetooth>. Just kidding
2: <laughs> I'm trying to get
0: better help Or something like that I think that would Like that would be a really cool thing you Yeah know. So if anybody out there is listening um, God, this was the whole reason I had you on to talk about this Is I'm hoping that somebody I can get some like Those call-in Therapist Barb lines Yeah Oh,
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah I hope I hope that works out
0: that was a very very strange way to take this conversation but uh, yeah thank you for sharing all this with Ed um yeah it's just been I know when I I kind of well so I started feeling guilty because I haven't been really talking about mental health stuff too much because I've been feeling like pretty good for it's been a year now that I've been on these antidepressants and having them work and so I started feeling guilty because I was like well I'm not I'm not really sharing that thing that I used to share and, and check on people with as much, but like it hasn't come up naturally and I didn't want to like force it. So if anybody out there feels like I like wanted to stop talking about it or abandoned it for some reason, I just didn't want to force it. And like you said, like just turn trauma into content, but and now here
1: I am fucking blabbering yeah. on your podcast. All time. Well, I'm going to, I'm
0: actually going to put this yeah, episode all behind out. the paywall. <laughs>
1: yeah this is going behind the paywall as soon as you said as soon as you talk shit about roland you're going behind the paywall (laughs) we got no more free irish shit sorry
0: (laughs) so some something that i did that i wanted to ask earlier and then i forgot to and we got off the subject but like um how is how is the the creative experience now since you've like stopped drinking and you're kind of in this new like mode um, and live and, and recording if you're doing any writing and recording right now.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good question. It, Cause it's still one I am figuring out on the fly. Um, I think, yeah, playing live was a really good experience. Um, especially having two shows so close together like that. It was like, okay, I can build off of this, this experience and kind of like combine them into one experience and then i was lucky enough fortunate enough to play another show pretty soon after that locally here in the bay area um and i feel like yeah that was like a really good culmination of like those two shows and then finally getting to a place where i felt comfortable performing again without the crutch of um substances I was like okay I, I think I can manage this and I'm slowly bringing that towards my actual music creation process now um, that has been a little bit more difficult because I, I, as I mentioned earlier I did move recently as well mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't have that sweet podcast money so I uh, <laughs> wasn't able to hire movers um, just kidding
0: <laughs> I wish it was podcast money I wish I had sweet podcast money
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I really need to get my Patreon going. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, I since I moved, you know, things have been in boxes and I, I, I live in a smaller space now, so I'm like trying to figure out, okay, where am I gonna set up like my studio and um yeah, so it's been a little bit slower of a process for that, but I'm slowly getting back into it. Um i've had a few people ask me to do some remixes so i've been working on those which has been pretty fun um it's really fun to do a remix um especially coming from like someone like myself that does like ambient beatless type stuff um as opposed to you know just whenever i think of remixes i think of those like cheesy 90s like remixes where it just takes the song and adds a Four on the floor kicked around uh-huh, yeah <laughs> so for me I'm like okay how do I turn this into like my dense wall of sound type of shit mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's been pretty fun and I haven't quite gotten to the point where I'm doing video stuff or working on an album quite yet um, I shelved an album that I was working on earlier this year um, for a new non Arbeni project Mm. Um, which will come out at some point, but I I just have to, I think, regroup and refocus um, now that I'm kind of, like, in a different mental space um, Mm -hmm. and see where that goes. Who knows? But I kind of like this, like, not having any set plans and just, you know, following my creative whims as they come to me.
0: That's good. Yeah, a nice, like, it doesn't... I'm glad to hear that you're not feeling like you're worried that you might lose some sort of whatever you think alcohol could have given you. I know I know that's a thing with creatives. They're afraid if they if they've always created or performed under whatever substance, taking that away may take away their creativity as well. And I don't hear that yeah. with you, so that's good.
1: Yeah, I think I I never really recorded using you know, drinking or anything like that. Like that was always mostly a sober thing. So it's not too much of a big difference, but you know, there's a lot of stuff involved in that too, though. Like, you know, instead of feeling like hungover or like feeling like, okay, I feel like shit now I need, or like, I need to have my drink night nightly drink now. You know, I can, there's more time to focus on music if I wanted to,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: but like, you know, I've been focusing on a lot of other things like running and that takes up time and, um, I've really gotten into video games since the pandemic. I know we touched on it the last time we uh, talked over the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, well, uh huh. Well, yeah, I, could, really... I mean, what are you playing? Yeah. Um, what am I playing? Well, I just finished horizon zero dawn.
0: Nice. I haven't which... beat it, but I I'm close. I have to be close. I've been playing it for hours, but
1: Oh really? Yeah. No, it's a it's a really good game. Um, I just finished it. I don't think I'm going to go back and do like every single little mm-hmm. mission, um, but I really enjoyed the game as a story and the gameplay is really fun. Um, I played before that. I was playing Death Stranding.
0: Oh, I don't know that one.
1: It's a Kojima game. The guy that made all the Metal Gear Solid games.
0: Oh, okay. Uh huh.
1: Um, but. To me, like, that was one of the best video game experiences I've ever had. Um,
0: Wait, what's it called? I'm putting this in my phone so I don't forget.
1: Death Stranding.
0: Death Stranding. Okay.
1: And the essential, I mean, the main plot point of the game is essentially, it's like a future dystopian America where, you know, everyone is kind of isolated I don't know if this <laughs> sounds familiar to you. And, like, your, your guy that you, the character that you're playing as, uh, Sam Porter Bridges, you have to deliver packages and also bring the rest of America back online, essentially. And you're traveling through this, like, dystopian America, which is modeled after Iceland. Like, they made America look basically like Iceland. Uh huh. And you just walk and deliver packages and occasionally deal with these crazy ghost things that can kill Okay. Okay. What is the, I mean, that's, like, the that's, like, the most generic thing. It's a very long story and, like, yeah, very complicated game with lots of controls, but it's I found it very endearing and, like, connected with it in the moment, like, especially the themes of loneliness and connecting, like, trying mm-hmm. to connect again after a long period of loneliness. So, like, playing the, this game as I was coming out of this, like, haze and like dealing with all the stuff we've dealt with in the pan tan- pandemic the last two years it was just like this like oh my god moment like yeah it was it's felt less like a video game and more like an art piece or like a, okay like something that resonated deeply with my soul and i can't recommend i mean i i was gonna say i can't recommend this game enough to people but also I can understand why people wouldn't like it because it can be very boring
2: Mm -hmm. a lot
1: of the time you're literally just walking over mountains with like packages and
0: that's kind of what Breath (laughs) of the Wild is and it's like one of the best games yeah
1: to me like this was since Breath of the Wild that was my other game experience where like my mind was kind of blown um, what video games could be Mm -hmm. Death Stranding kind of filled the same space for me okay is it is uh, it a switch game no it's only on playstation okay
0: uh, I, have a PS4. I have a PlayStation. sweet yeah hannah so. hannah is right now as we're speaking playing dragon age inquisition on the ah, ps4 downstairs
1: i've had She's people really recommend, into it. recommend this to me and i i i'm not sure if it's for me or not but I'm do curious. you like skyrim i do yes
0: I think it's very similar to Skyrim. I mean, obviously Skyrim uh, uh, by um, like the internet's metrics is the the better game. I personally enjoyed uh, Inquisition more. I wonder how many people right now were like, this was the best episode until the last three minutes. They didn't even talk about modular.
2: (laughs) So anyway,
0: Uh, the 4MS Ensemble Oscillator. Use that today. It's actually patched up right now.
1: That's like, yeah, one of my favorite sound sources right now. And it's. I'm considering getting a second so I could do like fake polyphony with it.
0: Oh, I guess uh polyphony with it. Yeah. Um, Good. Well, since you brought it up, I'll bring it full circle. That lake that you drove by to go on that hike that you talked about earlier, I. When I ju- when I first got the 4ms ensemble oscillator, the first video I did with it is by the road is on the side of the road there with a big mountain, one of those big mountains that you drive by behind me. So if you you really want to go deep into this whole world that we're talking about, you can check that out on my YouTube's. Um, I will see. So yeah, I turned that into a, a plug for myself.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. I
1: like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like your technique. Um, play I've been
0: technique. playing Doom 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 Eternal, and I'm oh, the Doom Is that the
1: original that Doom or no? Is that a new Doom?
0: That's the newest Doom. The last okay. two are just, I mean, they're hyper violent, but it's like it's so violent that it's comedic, and it's just like it's ridiculous, and you're killing like literal evil incarnate so like i that's how a i just and it.
1: i recently played some of the original doom because i mm-hmm. guess they released the original doom on the switch it's really fun is it but i will say i don't know if you ever i don't know if you remember this or you're aware of this do you remember checks made a version of doom in the 90s called checks quest it was basically Doom, but it, instead of a gun that shoots like bullets, you shot like checks, like the cereal. <laughs> yeah, what it came with it came as a CD-ROM in the checks box, and yeah, I was like, I was like, Checks Mix was just Doom. I did not, I never realized that until like recently playing Doom. I was like, wait, this is Checks Quest. <laughs> oh my god,
0: I'm looking up Checks Quest the second that I think we're you can get here. it for
1: free. Like, I think whatever company makes checks, uh, is making, they made like a new version for free or something recently. Oh my
0: gosh. I hope but it's not
1: Kellogg's cause we're, we're supposed to be boycotting Kellogg's right now.
0: I think you're like technically all the reasons that we should boycott any major Kellogg. company. Like we, we need to boycott all of them. Like there's, yeah. n- there's no way any of them are like doing good stuff.
1: No, probably <sighs> not. Like,
0: yeah. You
1: can say boycott check, uh, kellogg all you want while you're shopping in the target or
0: whatever right yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah how what time is it are we, what time are we at oh no, shit no, cool
1: We gotta get to target
0: yeah i know <laughs> i wanted to make sure i get to target before they close um no my wife goes to bed at nine usually so i just uh, want to make sure that i'm not keeping her up and that we uh but is I mean so you're you're not really like we're oh that's that's what it was I'm stalling because I was trying to remember there was one more thing I wanted to ask you about and I can edit this out if that didn't happen Please. or it hasn't happened yet or <laughs> we don't want to talk about it but remember a band reached out to you while we were in Colorado to see if you could open for them
1: ah uh, yes did that, that or
0: is that going to
1: happen that happened that was the third that was the one aforementioned show that I had brought up. Um, I had the chance to opportunity to open for the band squid, uh, based out of the, they're based out of the UK. Um, yeah, I opened up for them here in San Francisco and it was, it was really, um, such a great experience. Uh, okay. For some reason, I think ambient music seems to resonate with post punk and like (laughs) rock music, like, like fans like that. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. um, but well, how, I was how did it grateful. go? Oh, it was it was went really well. Um, it was at this venue called the uh, Rickshaw Stop here in, uh-huh. in San Francisco, and it's a really nice venue. Um, you know, it was really cool because, like, that's the type of venue where I would go see shows. And getting to play those types of venues is definitely kind of like a pinch pinch yourself moment. Like, holy yeah, shit, I'm on the stage and at this place. Where I've seen, like, all my favorite bands. Uh Uh-huh. So that was really cool. And sound system was great. And, you know, getting to do, like, the modular stuff with a proper sound system like that is just crazy. And I I love shows like the ones we played in Denver, which was at an art gallery Mm -hmm. called the Space Gallery. And I love, like, the chapel space. And I love shows like that but I also love shows where it's like, okay, yeah, this is like a proper music venue where <laughs> yeah. you, you could really push the sound. Like, cause I, I'm really big on, um, like feeling the sound in the moment, like kind of like the thing that sun does, um, mm-hmm. where like when you see them live, it's less about almost less about the music and more about feeling it. Like the feel, like the physical vibrations.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm.
1: really into that. So like. I really pushed the bass during my set at that show. Yeah. And yeah, I I think that, yeah, resonated with people. So I was pretty happy.
0: (laughs) So I, I, like, that band popped up on, like, a suggested playlist for me um, a few days after I got back. And I was like, that's the band that Austin was telling me about. And then I listened to him and I was like, oh, this is really cool. But then I remember thinking, like, this is a weird choice for them to ask Austin to open for him. Cause like you said, they're like, they almost sound like evil Devo or something, you know, like Evo Evo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one, I wanted to ask two part question. Did you list like knowing what kind of music they made, did you try to keep that in mind when you made your set? And two, how did they like, why, like, why did they reach, like, what, did, did you ever get, like, like if what was one of the guys a, band, a fan of you, or their booking guy a fan of you, or, like, how did that culminate?
1: Um, to answer the first question, I didn't really tailor the stuff too much to their sound. Mm-hmm. I, I figured it would just be better to do what I do, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to, like, um, I don't know what the word is, but, like, trying to fit into, like, a certain crowd or something. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm gonna do what I do. Maybe emphasis more emphasis on the louder stuff, like heavier, distorted stuff. I guess I that's what I meant. Because you
0: you kind of ride this line of like totally peaceful and beautiful, but also like cascading, like just intensity. So I yeah. was wondering if you leaned into like the intensity aspect of it.
1: I guess yeah, I did, but I would mm-hmm. say no more than I did at the Denver show. I mean. Okay. Maybe to more better effect just because of the nature of like a permanent sound system like that one as mm-hmm. opposed to the art art gallery where it's like maybe not quite as permanent. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And they both have both venues have great sound. It's just different. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I guess I I did maybe lean into that a little bit, but not I, I think it was more based on venue as opposed to um, who I was opening for or something like okay. that. Okay. And then the second question, I I know that some of the guys in the band are related to the synth scene. Okay. And I think, like, some of the people that they work with have heard my music, and, the, yeah, it was all just kind of that. Like, they had heard my stuff, and they are fans of it, but also they know me through the synth scene, and they use synth stuff live. Uh-huh. Like, they had, a, like, a Mother 32, I want to say, and, like, a DigiTact on stage with them. Okay. And... I know, yeah, some of the behind-the-scenes people I've worked with um, before. So I think, yeah, it's kind of a culmination of all of that.
0: That's so cool. Like, I don't know. I feel like if I, if I would have got that message, I would have just, like, been over the moon. Because, like, after I listened to him, I was like, oh, this is, like, the kind of stuff that I'm digging right now. You know, it kind of fits in, like, Deerhoof, Lightning Bolt, Black MIDI All that kind of can hang out in a similar area. And that's just kind of where I've been at, like with what I want to listen to lately. So that's,
2: I I just love that that world.
0: What's that? It
1: was definitely, I'm glad I didn't have to play after them. I'll just say that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I had to play after um, Leandrel in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And I know we, we talked about this after the show, but yeah, her set was just. So fucking good. Yeah. It was hard to follow, quite frankly. I've seen
0: her three times and every time I'm like, this is this is one of the best like live acts in Seattle. Yeah. She's yeah, I'm actually gonna talk to her in a few days, so she'll be one of the early early two thousand twenty two episodes. Um but yeah. I, I know what the, I hate having to follow like somebody who just like totally thrashes you're like god damn it
1: yeah. they, they t- they, squid just tore the roof off the place and like they did extended jams uh, on their tracks too mm-hmm. which apparently they had never done before this show like they just decided in the moment to do it at this show because it was so popping
0: really and that's was really like, cool damn
1: that's cool but it was like, yeah, it was really cool. And I, I think yeah, it kind of worked like this marriage of like my ambient shit, but they're like post-punky experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of worked out well.
0: Yeah. And like, I feel like, you know, you, you're, you were one of the, the early people that were kind of making, you know, that was, that was helping bring modular into, you know, kind of. A more well-known space through your music and your videos. I know you're definitely part of that, like that Stop. movement. I know Get you don't like here. it. Get I know you don't. You don't. Li- Every time I try to talk about this, you hate when I do this. But it, you can't run from it. It's true. And, and now here you are, bringing this stuff into an even more, like, I hate to say, squids not mainstream. But the you know, post-punk is certainly more mainstream than than modular music. And and this is kind of what I have thought was going to happen you were going to start seeing it kind of edge in on other places and and hopefully in a few years modular will be just even i guess not i don't know what i'm hoping for in that way but like i just you know the more it gets out there the cooler i think it'll be um
1: well let's talk about your set because you had mentioned the show you played in denver was your favorite set that you've ever played
0: yeah I, yeah, I, I, and I listened back to it a few days ago and, uh, I still think that I, I, well, I knew I had to, one, if, if somebody invites you to another state to play, I'm not building the set the night before, you know, I'm not gonna treat it as willy nilly. But I also so you're knew not I was, to do that? no, well, not at my level. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't know if I, well, I think i might have mentioned this but when i got back i had like a small layover back here in san jose after the seattle show before heading out to denver Mm -hmm. and i got home and i started working on a completely new set from scratch with instruments that Uh i wasn't even using (laughs) i I just like started building a set with the digitone and the uh, electron analog rhythm and by the time like 3 a.m hit i was like this is a bad idea. I should just get some sleep and just bring what I brought to Seattle and already have like a set built and everything instead of like trying to rush to build something new, even though I was really like feeling the creative spark in the moment. And I was like, okay, I think I made the right choice. Cause
0: yeah, I think it, I'm glad you did for a couple of reasons. One, it was like, even though you say it's the same set, you're the way that I now know how you build sets. There's a lot of, room for play and improvisation and that. So your performance in Denver was quite a bit different than the one in yeah. in Seattle. I and It's like
1: whose line you you know.
0: Right, exactly, yeah. And then seeing The music's
1: made up and the points don't matter.
0: Right. <laughs> um but like seeing your presentation, you basically did a presentation on how you would create a track or a live set. And it was kind of cool to see that process. So I am happy that you ended up bringing that that setup, and that's what you ended up giving your your talk about. Because I ended up, you know, taking a lot from um your your talk, and then kind of retroactively applying what you were talking about to my experience of watching you play live. Um, hmm. that's really you're cool. just really efficient. You're very efficient with with this technology. Um, you really you know how to get a lot out of your stuff, and I feel like you've really refined a kit. Like you have a really small setup. Um, but you can, like somebody asked you, I think in Seattle, like how long you're going to play? You're like, how long do you want me to play? (laughs) Like I could just (laughs) kind of go forever. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and that's the thing that I'm kind of working towards and something that I'm just kind of starting to figure out how to, to kind of peek my, my head into that world. And that's why I think I, I, I put that set as my best because usually I build a patch and then I play it for seven minutes and I'm like, I don't know what else to do with this patch. It's all done. Like I can't really do anything else with it. And this was the first time that I've had like multiple movements that I've been able to move around and I could have played longer if I wanted. And, um, yeah, so it's, it was cool to have that set happen on the same bill as people like you and Gerald Fjord and just everybody who played was so good. Alex106. Um,
1: Alex106. 106.
0: Alex 106, I just, yeah, I watched him and David's set tonight on YouTube, and it's just like, yeah. And it was a, it was a, a, a huge great lineup. Shout
1: out to Alex, because I actually made like my me playing that show possible. Oh, right. Because I don't know if you remember.
0: I do remember. This was
1: only the second <laughs> worst thing to happen on this trip. I'll get to the first in a second. But the second worst thing to happen on this trip was we were setting up for oh, sound check and my power cable for my modular started sparking. And <laughs> it was just completely dead. Thankfully, I think the well, system it, it, was It was off.
0: dangling and it just totally broke, right? Yeah. Didn't it completely break. It was already like
1: frayed. Like it had been frayed for like three years. <laughs> Electrical so, tape,
0: everybody. Put electrical tape around yeah. it until you can fix it. <laughs>
1: so, thankfully, Alex had a cable like the same cable because I think the uh, I can't the remember MPC the one. Head. Yeah, the MPC, MPC one has the
0: same adapter that you needed for yeah. your power. Ca- yeah.
1: So yeah, I I was like super super grateful that Alex was there, not only for his beautiful music and his beautiful face, but. His beautiful cable. Yeah. Now the worst thing that happened on Hold this Hold on trip...
0: before you say what the worst thing is. Can I guess you what want it to is? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I think you already know.
0: Is it the time that I spit all over your meal right after we ordered yes. food? <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. I'm
0: glad you remembered to bring it up cuz I was I was thinking to myself like you can't not bring it up. I was looking for
1: up. an angle. I was like this this is actually intervention. <laughs> You have to vemo me twenty bucks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, felt, I felt so fucking. I was just telling somebody about that the other day. You had soup, I think, right? It was some type of soup or noodles. I had su- soup
0: and dumplings.
1: Yes. Yeah. And we had just started eating, and then I like, think yeah, it's you, had because two bites. you Put too much spice in.
0: I inhaled spicy stuff. Yeah, and the spicy stuff went straight onto my uh, uvula, the little dangly guy in the back of your throat which triggered an immediate cough. Like I couldn't even, <laughs> there was, it was complete reflex. There was, there was no decision made. So I just like, ah, and then yeah,
1: it wasn't even enough to like bring your hands. Like it was like,
0: n- yeah,
1: it just happened.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and all of the contents of my mouth went directly on top of your plate of food, which would have been gross before the pandemic. But during a pandemic where this, Disease is spread exactly that way. There was an actual extra faux pas level added to it
1: yeah it, it, <laughs> i I thought it was hilarious and you took it, you took it well
2: funny.
1: yeah, and you know it's it it happens and i I hope if i ever that ever happens to me that you know the person's just as forgiving well so my, the
0: way i I make myself feel better about it is I was like, well you didn't get you didn't get these these little dumplings or shumai so i was like you're gonna have to try these and i went and got them and i want and i just don't just just even if it's not true let me have it i think you liked that stuff more than the food that i actually ruined for you so
1: it's possible um i was trying to remember (laughs) the name of the restaurant that we went to like i was trying to look it up on google and i i couldn't really find it uh, yeah, well, I
0: yeah. don't remember what it was called, but yeah, it was um, somewhere in Boulder. Yeah, somewhere in Boulder,
1: um, aka people, rich people
0: town, total rich people <laughs> town. I wasn't expecting it to be that, um, but for beautiful, beautiful area. Yeah, yeah. beautiful and,
1: people. I mean, everyone was very nice.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But yeah, and that it was hike was cool. like gentrified as fuck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well i'm sorry i spit on your soup thank you it, it won't happen again i, accept I was, your apology <laughs> i think you were sitting across from me at the mexican place the next day
1: and yeah, that's why i put the shield guard up on my
2: bowl. <laughs> my i was
0: I, I was so worried i was just like i'm like hyper aware of that now i'm like don't ever spit on someone else's food again um but yeah it was pretty pretty embarrassing
1: Anyway, the four MS ensemble oscillator. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> well <laughs> Well on that note,
0: I think um I think I won't keep you any longer. It was it's flown by, it's always fun to to hang. I can't wait till you come back to Washington and Tacoma's cool. I'm gonna show you around Tacoma. I think you'll dig it and
1: uh I'm excited to see you bathtub. bathtub Yeah. <laughs> I got these like, I'll bring some, uh, bring some, some bath, bath bombs. bombs. Yeah. I'll bring some, like, I got these like little, like Bluetooth speakers. You can, that are waterproof. That you can put oh. in the wa- not in the water, but.
0: Okay. You know. I was going to say if they yeah. were like floaties, that would be cool. Like yeah. lit, rubber ducky speakers. And,
1: yeah.
0: Well, I'm really looking forward to the R. Benny bath bombs. Um, yeah, it's going to be the bomb. Are you going to make it like, so where it's like. The sound that it makes underwater is almost like the sound from your album. I thought about
1: that. Or like making something that would sound cool, like field recording it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, actually, I'm getting a hydrophone for underwater.
1: Oh, that's cool. I saw you got the geophone recently, which looks pretty cool. I'm really excited to take that out. completely missed the drop, I guess, that they did. Yeah. "Ah."
0: Get Um, on that mailing list.
1: I am on it. I, I oh. knew the drop was coming and I just completely blanked like when the t- I even wrote it in my calendar, had an alarm, and I think I must have had just not my phone. I didn't have my phone on me or something. I uh. will get the next next batch. I I read yeah. they're doing another one next year at some point. So Oh, is it one a year? Well, I mean, this year's already almost over. Oh right. Duh. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Maybe they'll do another December (laughs) drop in the next 15 days, but sure. (laughs) Um, I wanted to bring up one other thing from our trip, because at Brian's house, he had a soda stream. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because I, since I quit drinking alcohol, I've been drinking sparkling water like a fish. Which... Actually not like a fish because a fish would probably die if they drink sparkling water, so mm-hmm. like a human fish. <laughs> uh, but I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. instead of getting all these cans and dealing with all the waste, I got my own little, not the soda stream brand itself because they're owned by Pepsi, and I don't like supporting companies like that, but I got like some other smaller company that made like a carbonator, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds really cool for field recording." Um, mm-hmm. So that makes me want to get a hydrophone and put, put one in the sparkling water as it's being carbonated. That would be really cool.
0: I'm going to try that. I'm going to see. Well, I'd have to rig up some sort of apparatus to get it in there to be able to.
1: That's a good point because it has to be, like, sealed, I think, when it's putting in the CO2, yeah. I think. I wonder if yeah. they made, like, wire. Like, uh, are there wireless mic cables that can get wet? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out of the show too, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of um, it's gonna be a drop. Patent, patent patent applications to be filling out. Yeah, that would or be you, cool. You could also just like I guess put the hydrophone in a glass and pour the water into it, and then yeah, but yeah, it wouldn't be it the, same. the same.
1: Effect. But it doesn't. sound um, sounds like really cool. Like when the CO two is coming from the canister into the plastic bottle, like. I mean, even maybe just getting like a really sensitive microphone and putting it next to the machine, because it sounds cool just outside of the, the water, too. Right.
0: So. What you do is you do that. You just put the, like a sensitive mic next to it, and then you do what I said. You pour it into a glass, and then you layer that with the bubbles from in the water and the outside. And speaking then you can even take sensitive the mics, geophone.
1: Geophone. Pat- right? Speaking of sensitive mics, mic pad.
0: thanks for coming back
1: to pod your
2: podcast
0: oh but seriously Sensitive um, Michael thank you so much for for uh, for coming back on um it's always fun to hang and yeah,
1: uh, thank you for having pres- me and letting me you know both equally talk about some heartfelt stuff that I have been wanting to get off my chest a little bit mm-hmm. you know um and also. You know, just make dumb, dumb ass jokes. I think that essentially boils me down, like boils my essence down is like <laughs> fucked up, heartfelt shit, fucked up jokes, music, uh, right in the middle. music is right so in the middle. Fucked up. Yeah. Everyone should watch. <laughs> I think you should leave. Dude, Season I just two.
0: watched. Oh, no. I was just showed my friend. I love showing it to people for the first time because they either love or hate it. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that is sure. very true. Like I, yeah. I recently showed it to some people, and they did not quite like it as much as I did. Yeah. Or Hannah,
0: Hannah, she thinks it's so dumb, and I'm like, I I see how you think that.
1: But then, with people like you and I, and another good friend of mine, Manny, like I feel like we could just talk using quotes from the show like a whole conversation, <laughs> and Wait. not even use any <laughs> real language. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's what I appreciate about you, man. I think we're, yeah. we're
1: cut from the same cloth in some way.
0: I totally agree. I totally I mean, really, agree. a really, really
1: big cloth. Yeah, yeah. Quilt.
0: Cut from the a same very, quilt. A very beardy flannelly cloth. Mossy.
1: <laughs> I mean, beards are just the moss of the face.
0: I think so, and it's just more. of That's a... why
1: you can only grow it if you're facing north. That's why, that's right. <laughs> if you're facing south too much, that's why you have patchy beards shit. All right,
2: well, cut it. That's
0: right. show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's our show. Final show of 2021. Thank you so much to Austin for coming on and uh sharing all his uh just everything that he shared today. Very very motivating. Um this conversation has kind of been rolling around in my head the last few days since we've had it and uh making me think that I want to try to make some some positive changes and what better time than the new year, right? Because everybody keeps their New Year's resolutions, right? That's 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 how we get stuff done, is New Year's resolutions. Seriously. Uh, I do want I, do, I, I am inspired. And twenty twenty two is gonna the be, be the year of me getting swole, as they say. Um Thank you to Patchworks. Thank you to Secret Aardvark Sauce, Manscaped, and After Later Audio for their support of the show. Thank you for your support of the show. If you would like to help PodMod grow into, um, you know... More of a uh, more of a, a video podcast thing, then head over to Patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Um, yeah, I would really like to get these episodes on the YouTube's with video, so you can see the lovely faces of all the guests and maybe see some cool modules. I think the demos would be better with video. So yeah, that's that's one of my goals for 2022. So uh, let's make it happen. Patreon.com forward slash Podular um, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet on air. I had to have mentioned it last week, but something kind of ex- something quite exciting happened. Um, and I was really hoping that it would happen before the end of the year. And um, it did. Podular Modcast has accumulated over the last four years one million total downloads wouldn't be possible without you all out there listening so thank you here's to a million more um yeah i think that's all i got to say until next week Secret word to comment on the Instagram post about this show is spaghetti. Oh, spaghetti!
2: Spaghetti.